On today's Blue Bay Insights podcast, we're joined by Mark Kemp, Institutional Portfolio Manager and High Yield Specialist. Hello, Mark. Hi, good morning, Anna. So, Mark, we're clearly in somewhat unprecedented times. Can you help us frame the magnitude of the moves that we've seen in global high-yield markets over recent weeks? Uh, absolutely. Uh, as you rightly say, the moves uh, that we've seen over the past few weeks are, are without parallel. Um, we've obviously experienced the type of spread levels that we're at today, you know, in the past, back in 2008, 2011. But we've never seen a retracement or a pricing occur quite with the pace that we've experienced this time around. Now, just to put, uh, I guess, the levels in context, um, spreads in the global high yield markets uh, a month ago, uh, so, you know, around the 21st of February, were about 375 basis points. Now, if we take those as at the end of business yesterday, so March the 18th, um, it's more than doubled to over 900 basis points. So, as I've mentioned, you know, we've seen these types of levels in relatively recent time. You know, looking back to the energy sell-off, which peaked uh, back in, in early 2016, spreads are similar to, and you know, actually as of today, marginally beyond the peak reached then. And you know, and we're you know at the type of levels that we saw back in 2011, when when spreads also breached 900 basis points at that point. I think what's different this time around is clearly the pace at which we've retraced. You know, it took us seven months to experience a similar move in spreads back in 2007, 2008. And actually, almost 14 months uh, to, to have a similar type of move in the early 2000s. Now, I think similarly, if you look at the way in which the S&P has retraced, you know, we've got losses of around 30% from peak to trough currently. Um, that's the median loss uh, from the S&P over the last 10 bear markets. The difference, of course, is that on average, it's taken us one and a half years during those bear markets to retrace these to the type of levels, so down 30%. You know, this time around, it's clearly only taken us about a month. So, of course, this makes it much more challenging for us to react and reposition in, a, in an effective manner. Moves have been large and, in some senses, unprecedented, as you've said. But have you witnessed any element of differentiation in those moves, or has everything been falling indiscriminately? I think so far, uh, the market's done a reasonable job of differentiating. You know, of course, the energy sector's been a large underperformer. You know, spreads have almost doubled and, you know, touched 2,000 basis points uh, over the course of this month. Um, you know, and as you would expect, we've also seen some pretty significant underperformance from, from those more consumer-orientated sectors. So, you know, things like gaming, things like cinemas, things like retail. You know, those, uh, you know, well, those sectors, uh, I think, with more recurring type revenues, you know, such as the media sector or the telecom sector, have held up much, much better. I think what we're starting to see now, and I think interestingly, is a, is a second wave of, of sector analysis where we're beginning to realise and perhaps at least appreciate a little bit uh, the magnitude of what we're facing. So, you know, some of the sectors that perhaps were less obviously immediately affected are now being reassessed. You know, the so things like the hospital sector in the US where, you know, the system clearly comes under pressure non-essential, um, elective, higher margin procedures are you know, delayed or perhaps even cancelled, but that's starting to have an impact. You know, things like the pharmaceutical sector in Europe, where intuitively it's actually a really resilient business model. But actually one of the key considerations is, is the supply chain, you know, and the ability to source ingredients and, and actually just carry on production. You know, so a sector that intuitively should be quite defensive 
becomes another sector where actually in fact it's, it's quite challenged. Mark, it feels understandable that the investment community has started to measure market events against the global financial crisis. But how does all this compare to 2007? I think today is very different. Um, 2007, I think, was characterised by you know by a number of very different factors, and you know, and, and I think in no particular order. You know, back in 2007, there was very significant ridge risk in the market. You know, and by that I mean many of the investment banks uh, had underwritten deals to be syndicated into the market at a later stage. You know, today, you know, fast forward uh, to, to where we are now, the market has only around about. 15% of the amount of bridge risk in the market that was evident back in 2007. So a very different uh, place in terms of uh, the investment banking build-up of deals to, to come to the market. I think back in, in 2007 as well, one of the, the key defining characters was the amount of investor leverage in the market. So again, investors borrowing to invest, and that clearly escalated losses. And uh, fortunately, I think there's pretty limited evidence of that in the market today. And I think, you know, finally, corporates are in a very, very different place today than they were back in 2007. You know, if you think back to that era, 2006, 2007, one of the key trends was corporate re-leveraging. So companies borrowing aggressively to expand, you know, to enter into mergers and acquisitions, um, uh, and being much more aggressive in the way that they manage their balance sheet. You know, today, certainly in the bond market, at least, the focus has more been on deleveraging, um, terming out maturities, companies being much more prudent with their capital. So I think you know, if you, you fast forward to today, you know, what we're suffering in comparison is a real activity shock. It's perhaps a little bit more clear what the problem is, and therefore, I think the response from central banks and very importantly, government can be a bit more targeted. And, and as we're seeing, a little bit more immediate. You know, the source of the problem is it's possibly a bit better understood and, and hopefully more addressable uh, than it was in 2007. Now, I think in terms of other key differences that, you know, the fiscal response uh, that has begun over the past few days will be very key how corporates are able to cope and, and respond. Now, as ever in these situations, the devil is, of course, in detail. But, you know, I think the type of rhetoric coming out of the UK, coming out of France, coming out of the ECB overnight, with regard to corporate support, will be essential in determining the extent of corporate stress experience over, over the coming months. Mark, thank you very much for taking the time to share your thinking with us on the podcast. Uh, my pleasure. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other counterparties 
category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice, and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice, nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except pursuant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials the offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.